Welcome to DST Radio, where we feature best-in-class insight and opinion from thought leaders and practitioners in the healthcare industry to help you stay informed to make the best decisions. This is DST Radio. I'm your host, Todd Youngblood. Welcome back. My guest today is Dr. Ravel Stalling. She's Vice President of Government Programs for Argus Health Clinical and Pharmacy Operations Group. Dr. Stalling leads the company's effort to develop market-leading solutions for clients who participate in government programs, specifically Medicare, Medicaid, and the health insurance marketplace. Dr. Stallings, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Just to get us started, could you give us a quick overview of your background and a quick overview of Argus Health? Yes. I'm a board-certified family physician. I've worked in large tertiary care facilities as well as small community outpatient clinics. Um, I've had experience in the administrative side of healthcare for several years, and um, I've worked with health plans, insurance companies, and my, my current role as vice president of government programs at Argus Health is really to help uh, build upon which is a really broad experience in providing a kind of comprehensive pharmacy benefit management services at August. We're looking to build out our services in the Medicare Part D, Medicaid, and the Accountable Care or Health Exchange services. Well, I know you've got a very broad set of responsibilities, but what we really wanted to focus in on today was the controversy. I guess that's the best word I can think of surrounding EpiPens and Myelin and uh, the skyrocketing price over the last months. I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit more about your background because now you, you know the part that's relevant with regard to the EpiPens. I think you have a very unique frame of reference around the, the price increases and the other issues surrounding the EpiPens. So if you, if you could just add a little bit more to your, your bio. Yes. As a family physician, I've, I've prescribed EpiPen over the years. We've used it for individuals that have had severe allergic reaction or what we call anaphylactic reactions. That can be life-threatening. These allergies can be anything from food allergies. We all know that peanut allergies, we, we have kids in school. We see peanut-free zones in schools now. I personally have a son that has a severe peanut allergy. And over the years, we've seen the cost for EpiPen really more than quadruple. I remember in the early 2000s, maybe $50, $60 for uh, an EpiPen. And now with uh, high deductible health plans, individuals can pay several hundred dollars for this life-saving drug. I'd, I'd want to ask you the next question from two different perspectives. And it's really about your, from your personal perspective, the major concerns you have about patients relying on such an expensive drug. And the first perspective is as a physician, in your normal practice with patients and guiding other, other physicians. And then the second perspective is as a mom. What concerns you the most? Right. Well, I think what really concerns me as a physician is that individuals have to buy this medication. And at a time where you're really asked to be this cost-conscious consumer, it's a medicine that you don't want to use. I mean, to use it means that you or your child or someone that you're caring for um, is having a severe reaction that can be life-threatening. And so the normal individual with a kid that's, you know, active, 
will have to have one at home, one at their school. If they play a sport, they will have to purchase them to be there. So you can easily find yourself buying four to six EpiPens to have at daycares, at home, at school, and extracurricular activities that your individual student, child, or or loved one is involved in. And that really starts to rack up. And so people may decide, well, maybe I don't really need an extra one. I don't need to carry one in my purse. I'll just have it at home. Or maybe they don't really need to have one when they go play soccer. Let's just hope that they don't get exposed to X, Y, and Z. And so individuals will make decisions that unfortunately can have some very negative outcomes because of the cost being so prohibitive to have the necessary number of EpiPens that you should have. I know with patients that take a medication every day, you know the output of that. You take their diabetic medication, you check your blood sugar, you definitely know that it's working. Here you have a medication is hopefully will stay on the shelf or stay at the nurse's office at the school and never be used. It has about a year, maybe 18 months from the time it's manufactured, but by the time you get it, about a year, and then you throw it away and you have to buy another one. And so what I see um, parents doing is not getting them refilled as regularly as they should. They're hoping that it's still quote unquote good so that they don't really have to pay that out of pocket. It's kind of like buying a warranty that you never use. And at the end, you think, well, gosh, why did I buy that? I right. didn't need it. And so you see choices like that. And as a physician, you don't want that. As a mother, I've been on the other end where I myself, even with a physician income, I've definitely been in um, health plans where, you know, you have a high deductible and that cost up front to buy four EpiPens is out of pocket and you really feel it. You're just thinking, wow, you know, we're going to have all these pens. And I remember not so long ago, the last year of school, you know, they tell you if you don't pick up the medications there, throw them out. I'm racing across (laughs) the city to make sure I get to the school before three o'clock because I'm thinking, don't throw that EpiPen. I mean, I'm to use that for the next three months for the summer. And so it really is Unfortunately, the cost of this, this medication really has huge implications. And I can just only imagine individuals that are on a very fixed income having to buy multiple, multiple um, doses of this, this medicine. Yeah, I'm curious, Dr. Stallings, is there, is there any issue with folks or parents saying, oh, it's not, this one's not that bad. I don't need to use the EpiPen this time. It's more than having, you know, an extra two or three around. Is there any reluctance to actually use it in a situation where does need to be used and is not? Right. Well, definitely it's better to use an expired EpiPen than no EpiPen at all. Right. But that said, I know back, I think it was um, when I was Still volunteering. I, I volunteered at a, a community health center. Um, and I remember maybe it was early 2000, 2002 or so when the formulation changed. Uh, so EpiPens used to be about 24 months, that expiration. And then it changed. And now it's about 18 months after manufacturing. So about a year or so that you have it, that it expires. It will tell you in the package insert Epinephrine is very, very fickle, um, so extreme temperatures, 
um, exposure to light will definitely make that potent drug kind of start to break down. Right. And so it does not work as well. And it will say, even under that 12-month period, if it's discolored, do not use. So you have an indicator. Definitely parents can look at it and see that if it gets that rusty color and it's no longer clear, then that's not a good EpiPen. But at the same token, if one is clear, it does not mean it's a good EpiPen passes expiration date. They've done studies and shown that it does still, it, it loses its potency over time. So, you know, you are playing a little Russian roulette if you have an expired EpiPen. You don't know if 90% of the potency is gone or is this just decreased 10%. And so we definitely recommend as physicians that you, if it expires, you throw that out, you get a new EpiPen to guarantee that it will have the medication at its correct potency if needed to be used. You mentioned earlier, you know, that keeping four or five or six of these EpiPens available is, is typical. Talk about the cycle of purchasing them. It seems you may, you may want to buy one every couple of months to get a new one, or do you buy all five or six at once? Talk a little bit about the, the right way or the optimal way to do that. Well, you know, really, you as a physician, you know, back to school, August, late July, kids are coming in, they're getting their sports physicals. Specifically, if they're playing football in middle school and high school, or they're getting all their immunizations to get ready to get started. And it's usually during that time that you, you know, write for that EpiPen so that they have their EpiPen to go back to school if required. Usually, there is kind of what I call a kind of biannual request for them coming in that I would see. So you have the beginning of the year, and then you've got your spring sports that start track and field and basketball. And so kids are now traveling between schools or different rec centers. And you'll see parents come in so that their coaches can make sure that they have them on hand if needed. It is better to kind of get them in that biannual so all of them don't expire at the same time so that you don't look up and then all of a sudden it's, you know, July and I have none or it's January and I have none. So it's usually kind of biannually that you will get your EpiPens. Now, they're sold in a packet of two. There are some kids who definitely have such severe reactions that you want two to be with them at all times because they actually might require a second dose before an emergency vehicle or they can get to an urgent, emergent um, healthcare facility. Others will separate those and keep one at home and one at school. And so really, you really have to talk to your healthcare provider to understand the allergic reaction and the severity that your child has to really understand how you should have them on hand. How much education and I'll use the word coaching should parents be doing with folks at schools and in sports teams and whatnot? Is that, how big an issue is it, first of all? And, and what's the best way for a parent to make sure that those kind of folks understand the potential need for it and then how to administer it? Well, there's been a lot of education in the schools for peanut allergies. But kids have allergies to eggs. They could be allergens outside, even individuals with severe asthma that could be caused from different materials or exposure to different elements. So it's really important to educate both your teacher, the school nurse, 
coaches, daycares, so that they can either make sure that they send notices home to parents. You, you see a lot of people making things at school. I have seen a shift over the years. Now I have four sons, and there's still one that's in, in the middle school age, and they no longer will accept homemade um, food to bring to school. Everything has to be individually packed. Hmm. with a nutritional seal so that they understand what is in those medications, um, in the foods, right. because kids have so many varied food allergies now. So that's actually, the school system has helped in that sense, and so we're seeing more and more of that, but I think it's really important. It's important for parents to go over. Now, the EpiPen is very, very easy to use. It has an auto-injector, which means there's no real education or training that is necessary to utilize it. On the packet, it shows, you know, you put it on the outer part of the leg thigh area and you just press and it will auto inject and release that, that medication. They have it that simple because the allergic reaction happens very quickly. You don't need someone to sit there and have to get a vial and a syringe and look at the dosing right. that would require training and time. The funny thing is, is the drug itself, epinephrine, is very, very inexpensive. So, you know, the manufacturing company is saying, well, really a large cost of this is having this auto injector. That's the cost and convenience that you're paying for because the medication itself is, is really pennies on the dollar. I want to poke at that a little bit more because it's no surprise at all that any aspect of healthcare is having a, a rising cost. And medications, of course, are going to have a rising cost. But it seems like this is really excessive. Well, I mean, what else is there contributing to the price hike? The, I understand the, the injection mechanism might be a little bit more expensive. But if you're talking $300 per dose, that, that just strikes me as awfully high. What else is going on? Um, that's a good question. And the issue at hand is that there is no real competition for EpiPen. There have been a number of drugs over the years that have come out, and, and some, unfortunately, were recalled because we found out that the dosing wasn't consistent in their auto-injection. Others just did not get the um, utilization. It's kind of like we all say Kleenex, even though they're different facial tissues out. Um, we, we all know photocopy as Xerox. Um, EpiPen has really branded and has the market and, and other, uh, competitors have just not fared well for a number of reasons. So that's one thing. Two, I think it is, unfortunately, we have no real regulation on how pricing for pharmaceuticals to really kind of control that, I would say. And so it really is a business. And I think they were kind of really caught in the crosshairs of um, being discovered that this was just a huge profit margin for them. And they've responded. You know, now they offer coupons that nearly cut the cost 50%. So that tells you that there was a lot of room um, there that they could kind of give. But I do really think it's a lack of competition, and, and they've been allowed to price this at their convenience. Well, any advice? You mentioned coupons just a second ago, and, and a 50% <laughs> coupon is pretty pretty valuable. Any other advice or hints and tips you can provide uh, to folks that are struggling with the, the high cost of the EpiPen? 
Well, definitely, I think that there are a number of drug companies, given that there's been such a hot political topic for this right now, that are looking to start um, a generic version of this out there. So there should be some forthcoming. I believe one drug company has re-entered the market. I'm not sure if it's readily available as yet. And so I think just keep your eyes open from that standpoint. Definitely check online and see what type of coupons the drug companies are offering to assist. And you can definitely ask your pharmacist when you go to get the medication because they will assist you in that as well. That can definitely save money. The big thing is make sure that you look when you get your EpiPen at the expiration date. Um, because it does have about an 18 months from manufacturing, you don't want an EpiPen that's kind of set on a shelf for seven months. Right. Um, so that you don't get that full year. So definitely pay attention to that. That's happened to me personally, where I looked and I thought, I'm not going to even get a full year out of this. I, I don't think I want this one. <laughs> um, and so definitely pay attention. Great. Well, we're just about out of time here, Dr. Stallings. But before I let you go, I want to make sure that folks know how to how to get a hold of you, how to get more information about EpiPens. In addition, you know, when new things come out beyond what we've we've talked about today and uh, how they can get more information about what the, the government programs group at Argus Health is doing. So just a little bit of con- contact information, if you would. Yes. Well, I am at um, Argus Health. My email is rstallings at argushealth.com. And so that's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. If you decide to contact by uh, snail mail, I think people still use the postal service. The office is 1300 Washington Street, Kansas City, Missouri, 64105. Dr. Ravel Stallings, Vice President of Government Programs for Argus Health Clinical and Pharmacy Operations Group. Thanks so much for taking the time to share your expertise and insight. Very, very valuable information. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. That wraps today's episode. On behalf of our guest, Dr. Ravel Stallings, I'm Todd Youngblood. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to DST Radio. For more information or questions, please visit our website at dstsystems.com.